It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I uh, made it to Tuesday. Welcome in Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio, special Tuesday edition. Tony Burke joins me in studio. How you doing, brother? Doing great, John. How about yourself? Uh, I feel old today, and I'll tell you why. Uh-oh. You walk in the studio and you say to your producer, hey, it's D-Day. He has no idea what D-Day is. No idea. Figured he was getting fired. So have you seen Saving Private Ryan? Nope. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with the youth of America? That means we're old, John. Old. <sighs> no, I mean, there's plenty. of Everybody people. should know about D-Day. There, there are millions of people my age that would The invasion that do know. of I just, Normandy. But you know care. what's good? You should have listened in school. I just that that's my issue. Yeah, yeah. This is that's not, what it all it's comes not back. Twenty twenty three history. They used to teach this back then. I know they don't <laughs> teach everything now in schools, but I was real good at sleeping in I'll class. I bet <laughs> it is Tuesday, June sixth, D Day, nineteen forty four was the year. Scooter, we're doing a little education for you. Today. John was twelve. Oh, that hurts. M and M Cartage Hotline's open five zero two three eight four fourteen fifty. 384-1450, the number to call to join in on the conversation. Or you can hit me up on the Thornton's text line. You got a question for me, Tony? How about a history question for Scooter? Yeah, <laughs> just hit us up on the Thornton's text machine, 502-414-1450. You can uh, run, run by Thornton's anytime. In fact, if you're in the car listening right now, pull into the Thornton's, wait for the commercial because you should listen to me and Tony for the next 20 minutes. And then walk in and get yourself a 32-ounce or smaller fountain drink for 89 cents. 32 ounces. Or smaller. I don't know why you get smaller. I still don't understand that. But, you know, while you're listening to us, you can reach under the floorboards of your seat and find 89 cents. Go in and get yourself an icy cold thirst quencher. Come in today, grab a fountain drink from Thornton's, and hit us up on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I didn't think we, I was going to have much to talk about today. Uh, the NFL is investigating a Colts defensive back for gambling. This is, a big, this is a big story. I talked a lot about Churchill Downs yesterday, so I don't want to rehash that. Uh, Kentucky beats Indiana and advances to the Super Regionals in baseball. And then the golf world got shocked today. I think shock is the right word. You know what's going on here? Yeah, I know what's going the on. The PGA Tour... And the DP World Tour and the Live Golf Tour will become a brotherhood, a merger <laughs> ne- next year, next season. We didn't see this coming. This was not rumored. There were no hints that this could happen. They, as of a week ago, they still hated each other. I thought Phil and Rory were yelling back and forth. Brandel Chambly and Phil were yelling back and forth. Nobody liked nobody. So. They're going to merge. Uh, I've got a great cro- quote, or quote, either one, that I have to find from an anonymous, I love these anonymous quotes from a PGA Tour player. Um, and <laughs> you can try to guess who it is. Um, Scooter already guessed Jordan Spieth. Yeah. I, w- by that. I would have said Rory, except Rory got mad that he got docked $3 million for not playing in a tournament, and he hasn't talked since. And he's sort of – he was the face of the tour for a while, and he sort of backed away from that. 
After watching Full Swing, it was either Spieth or JT. I'm convinced. Okay, here's the PGA Tour player's quote. It's insanity. The Live Tour was dead in the water. It wasn't working. Now you're throwing them a life jacket? Is the moral of the story to just always take the money? That's a great quote. And there are a whole lot of questions here. As a fan, this is great. Because when you turn on the golf tournament, Tony, you just want to see the best golfers, right? You yeah. just, if you're a golf fan, you want to see great competition, and you don't want to see a tournament where Bryson DeChambeau and Dustin Johnson and Brooks Kepka aren't invited. Cameron Smith, the list goes on and on. But they chose to take the money. Phil Mickelson. Now, I don't care to watch Phil play golf anymore. He had a great uh, PGA Championship. He played well, but he's, I doubt that he's going to win anything anytime soon that's not on the Senior Tour or on the Live Golf Tour. But I want to see DJ play. I want to see Brooks Kepka play. He was great winning the PGA Championship. I want to see uh, DeChambeau and his uh, intricacies, his eccentricities. I want to see him play. I want to see Cameron Smith play. So it's great for the fan because next year we're going to assume that those guys will apply for reinstatement of the PGA Tour, probably get it without many questions asked, and be able to play in these tournaments again. Here's my question. I got a lot of questions, man. Is I'll, live, I'll answer them. Is too. Live Golf still a thing next year? Are there still going to be team events where they can wear shorts and blare the music and they can go play in Saudi Arabia or I think there's an event in Connecticut next year? Or, you know, is Live still going to be a thing where these guys can still choose to play? You know? No, I don't. You but You'd answer it. You know, but John, what I was going to say is, you you want to play against the best competition. Sure. I, I know what's happened. Way back when the AFL and the, uh, I mean the AFL and the NFC or NFL, L, it was L. Merge. You know yeah. they had to merge all those things, and it's just, I don't think the golfers really hate each other because they've been friends for a long time. They just don't like the move they make. So now. And while you were talking, I, I saw the quote that you yeah. said, no something way. No blanking way. Yeah. yeah. But then I have a bunch of other quotes. And let me give you a couple of these. All right. I All love right. this. I love this. Go Brooks Kepka, welfare check on Chambly. That's what he t- tweeted out at 1021 this morning. And here's one of my favorites. Welfare check? Oh, I on, need to make sure. Check on Chambly. Somebody knock on Brandle's door make sure he's okay. I okay. Love Joel Damon is my favorite. I've grown up being a he's fan funny, of the man. four aces. Maybe one day I can get to play for them on the PGA Tour. And the four aces, if you don't know what what he's talking about, it's one of the teams in the live. So Joe Damon's making fun of this. Morikawa, some of these guys, uh, they're like, great way to find out. Yeah, Morikawa Um, said something to the effect of, always nice to get your PGA news on Twitter. That's what Mackenzie Hughes said, too. So these guys had no (laughs) No idea this was getting ready to happen. And nobody's gotten up in front of a microphone. Now, it's early. It oh, happened, it's going to be it good. It happened between 9 and 10 this morning. The PGA sent out a press release to all the major networks. CNBC, I think, of all entities, was the first to report on this. And as I'm reading, and it's about 20 paragraphs long, and I'm reading and I'm going, the whole time I'm thinking, oh, my God, is this real? 
Is somebody hacked somebody? Did CNBC get hacked? What is this can't be true. Because as recently as two weeks ago, Phil Mickelson and Brandel Chambly from the Golf Channel yeah, were, don't know who Brandel Chambly were in is. a feud. Yeah. They were in a legitimate feud, calling each other out, calling each other names. And as as recently as last week, Phil was dissing Rory McElroy. I thought we went back a couple months and it was April Fool's Day or something. <laughs> well, Scoot, we got a text from a buddy and said, "Oh, this is yes, this is a joke." Yes. This morning, RT sent us and one to our golf said, group. Oh, no, this is true. And I looked it up right then, and I went, and man, everybody started tweeting. Yes, this is real. Phil Mickelson tech tweeted out today, "Awesome day today" with a smile emoji. Okay, if you're let's just throw a name out there. If you're Justin Thomas, if you're Jordan Spieth, if you're Rory McIlroy. What are you thinking today? Are you not thinking I should have took the money? Yeah. Because now I'm going to be back on the tour next year anyway. Well, especially there's for a guy. Be, there's going to be some decisions. A lot of tension between yes. these players. The first thing I would do, Phil and Rory, the first tournament they're both in, put them together. They're together. They're playing together. Think about like Tiger Woods, who reportedly turned down seven to nine hundred million. million dollars. I mean, what, if he known that two years ago, you think he would have jumped to live? Hell yeah! These guys got nine figures, Tony. Phil Mickelson got one hundred over one hundred million dollars. What did DJ get? Two hundred fifty million, I believe. Crazy! And now, and now they walk in smiling, and go, "How's okay. everybody doing?" Okay, I'm sure they didn't get a one time check. Right? Are they still getting paid this? Because here's another thing. Let's say I'm. Give me a live golfer that's not famous. Uh. Carlos Ortiz. I'm Carlos Ortiz. <laughs> I think that's a great call. Am I still that's getting, a real guy. Am I still getting my I money? Know. Am I still getting my money? Hang on. I got a contract here, right? Now, these guys had contracts with the PGA Tour. They broke them when they went to live. See, I read that was... Am I still getting my money? I read that as like a signing bonus. So, like, Phil was getting all that up front. That's how I took it. Maybe he did. Maybe they did. I don't know. That'd be pretty sweet, I, wouldn't it? If I'm those guys, I sure hope I did. If I'm Brooks Kepka, I hope I got $100 million up front because there's no refunds here. And, okay, how come this was blood money, right? That's what I was thinking, what you're getting ready to say. And now it's, it's not blood money anymore? You're going to partner up with the public investment fund that is basically the Saudi, what we called blood money when we were angry? I can't say the guy's name, but he's going to be part of the board. You can I look saw it up. that. Gossier. No, I got to look at How many protests are going to come for the PGA Tour now? Because there's a lot of people, you know, it, it, what's the image going to be, like you were saying, John? <laughs> I mean, this is just, it's like, wow. I mean, the DP Tour is the one really getting the benefit out of this because they get joined Formally in. Formerly the European Tour. Yeah. Well, didn't the DP Tour just recently get told that their golfers would get world rankings points? Uh, yes. Whereas live, that was not the case. But. Here's the thing that really gets me, and I think you're right there, Scoot. Uh, what about the guys on the PGA Tour that have gotten their card and they're at the bottom, and now they're going, oh, no. Uh, you're 125, but Cam Smith wants back in. Right? Are they going to have to qualify? I think you, you just make you get, the number bigger at least for a couple But, days. I mean, the guys coming from live, are they just going to walk in and have a spot? Their, their world ranking's not going to be there until they play. That's a great question. So if you're Dustin Johnson, 
you're not in the top. Well, let's let's take somebody different. Uh, Dustin Johnson's probably made enough. If you're Louis uh, Oosthuizen, and and you're 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 number two hundred and fifty in the world now because you're you don't have a ranking on the PGA Tour. Are you going to have to qualify? Yeah, but a lot of those guys, Tony, are going to qualify with ease. Oh, they will. And you but, know that. But will they? Will they have to? You know, oh, what, what happens if your game's deteriorated? There, you know, there has to be a penalty to get back on the. There team. has to be. Some. There has to be. Whether it's financial, uh, points, world golf, point, whatever it is, tournaments you're not allowed to play in, whatever it is, there's got to be a penalty. Hey, um, DJ, you got to donate fifty million. There's a. <laughs> That's what I was telling John before we came on. They should have to give yeah. half their money back. I I don't disagree. Um. <laughs> There was a meeting today, PGA players meeting oh, with uh, Jay Monahan, the uh, the president of the PGA, the CEO, big uh, operator there. Uh, four o'clock in Toronto, the site of this week's RBC Canadian Open. Now, there's not a lot of the top players playing in this thing. The U.S. Open is next week. That'll be fun, by the way. The U.S. Open is next week. RBC Canadian Open. Rory is probably Rory's the only big, 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 big name playing. In this thing. Um, so players only meeting in Toronto today. Jay Monahan. If I'm if you're a PGA player, Tony, and you were offered X amount of dollars, um, what is your first question to Jay Monahan at the press conference today? What uh, and you didn't take it. What uh, blank blank are we doing and why did you this is like the Baltimore Colts coming to Indy. They didn't tell anybody overnight. It, it, that had to be in the works. It didn't just happen in the morning. No. So, how long have you known this was? How long have you been negotiating with these? Yeah, guys? how long? And you know, you're telling us not to go, and you're going to lose membership, and now you're letting them all back, and we didn't even have a say so in this. It's incredible. Yasir Al Rumayan, the Good. governor of Saudi Arabia's so- sovereign wealth fund will join the policy board of the PGA Tour. Oh, my gosh. This doesn't make sense. Remember the term sports washing? Critics said this is sports washing. When the Live Tour came about, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia was putting this money into it to basically repair the their history of human rights violations. You can't erase it, but they're trying to say uh, – we're not that way anymore. That's why they have Premier League teams. That's why they dip their toe into golf now. They've dipped their toe into Formula One racing as well. These guys are not good dudes, man. Let, let me my, – yeah, uh, my buddy Brian from Bellarmine texted the Donald – Hello, Brian Fodd. How are you? The Donald Trump. Is it Brian Fodd or Foot? Go ahead. <laughs> you know what it is. Hey, <laughs> Donald Trump's tweeting out like this is the greatest thing ever. You know, we get that. That does not make me feel better. I mean, it's it's crazy. I could read the tweet, but at the end, it like says, if, uh, "Good luck to all, and congratulations oh to the really talented Cam Smith." You know, oh, just man. You know, I've got Cam Smith on my fantasy golf team. I mean, what are you? Oh, I drafted him for the three majors. I was going to dump him afterward. I'll still dump him afterward because they're not going to be able to. They're, play this they're year. not going to play this year. What if they say, "Cam"? Uh, what if Brooks Kepka says, "Hey, I won the PGA. I'd like to be. Uh, I'd like to get those FedEx Cup points." What you saw like where the FedEx you, Cup. you saw where four guys qualified for the U.S. Open? Did Victor Hovland's guy qualify? 
No, he did not. Uh, is that the greatest that story my, ever? That breaks my heart. I was pulling for him. That, I don't know who he is. For the people that don't know, Victor Hovland won the Memorial Tournament Sunday. Yesterday, Monday, in Columbus, Ohio, he caddied for an, uh, his, college, uh, his roommate. college roommate. Caddied for him after winning the tournament holes. the day before. 36 Carried holes. his bag. And you know he had a lot of media responsibilities after winning that Memorial. He probably didn't get out of Jack's golf course until oh. late in the evening, 11, 12 o'clock. Um, he but, looked tired. And he did look tired. <laughs> but that is, that is, you know what that is? That's bro Hall of Fame right there. How bad did you feel for Denny McCarthy? Um, eh, I didn't care. A guy trying to win his first turn. I know. Man. you got to put in your time before yeah, you, you get do. that first turn. All right, back yep. to the little yep. golf tour. Uh, Donald Trump saying that's like Elon Musk telling me it's a great thing. Well, you know, Trump I'm had him play sure. on his course. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, Trump courses were involved in the live golf tour. Another feather in his cap. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll try to deconstruct this a little bit more. I do want to get to the Indianapolis Colts gambling story and Kentucky Indiana baseball. It got chippy. We'll talk about that. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Evan M. Cartage, John Spears, Tony Burke in studio on this magical PGA Loves Live, Live Loves PGA Golf Day. That was a tongue twister. I just don't get it. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 384-1450, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thorne's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into that number. Texter says, John, I highly recommend watching news on a channel besides CNN. I don't watch CNN. I don't watch MSNBC. <laughs> he doesn't watch or the CNBC news. Or CNBC or Fox News or local news. I don't watch news. He reads I watch Twitter. Sports. I read Twitter. I watch Barry on HBO Max, which is now just called Max for some unknown reason. I finished the third season last night. I watched two seasons in three days. Couldn't do it. I don't know. Something about it. I, I watched. Know. Well, the first, I was talking to Gary, the producer, yesterday, and I said, he said, well, I got through two episodes. I said, you got to get through five. I, the first three, I quit for like three weeks. And then I went to it and said, let's watch that. And from then on, fabulous. So you're telling me to go back and watch Barry because I quit after I'm about three. I'm not telling you to, but I'm glad I did. And I got one season left. There are only eight shows in a season. But, uh, no, I don't watch news. So, I don't get my I get my news from Scooter telling me what's going on when I show up to the studio every morning. And that's not very much. And he doesn't even know what D-Day is. So, <laughs> uh, All right, let's uh, move off of golf. The U.S. Open's in two weeks. I, I, <laughs> I want to talk more about golf, but I know nobody wants to hear about it. It's it just this, this just blows my mind that this came out of nowhere. Um. All right, the NFL is investigating defensive back kick returner Isaiah Roberts Rogers, excuse me, of the Colts for gambling. Now he allegedly bet on the Colts. If that's the case, if he bet NFL games, Tony Burke, I think he's gone. Calvin Ridley bet NFL games, but he wasn't active when he did it. 
and he got a one-year suspension. And he, as Dan Patrick said this morning, it's the worst beat in the history of gambling. He bet $1,500 total on a, a bunch of games, and he lost $11 million in salary. That's a bad beat. <laughs> uh, he'll be back, by the way, with the Jaguars this season. He's been reinstated. The Lions, we saw a couple months ago, had guys get in trouble for betting non-NFL games, which they are allowed to do. They can bet on baseball, basketball, soccer, hockey, golf, tennis, whatever they want to bet on, except NFL games. They can bet on college football. But you can't do it at a team facility. And here's what happens. Big Brother always knows where you're at. Tony Burke's looking at his phone right now. I got my phone in my hand. If somebody wants to find me in the government, this is how they know exactly where I'm at. Because do you ever go anywhere without your iPhone or your Android? Do you ever go anywhere without it? No. The answer is no. Unless you forget it. Unless, And you know what you do? Go back and get it. You rush back to get it. <laughs> I forgot mine yesterday and did not go back and I, get it. I guess I'm going to be late because I got to go back and get my phone. Every time you make a bet, and now this is Indianapolis, so this is this is relevant to where we're at. Isaiah Rogers, he's a six-round pick. He's in the final year of his contract, which I think was four years, $3.5 million. So he's going to be a free agent. If he plays, he's going to be a free agent at the end of this season. He opened a sports book account, a sports uh, book account in somebody else's name. All right, a friend of his. But it doesn't matter. The bets he was making were from his phone. Every time he made a bet, it was pinged. There's a ping. And guess what? The sports book that he bet through knows exactly whose phone that came from. So it didn't matter that the account was in somebody else's name. The NFL and all these other sports leagues have plans in place where they know where the call, where the bet comes from. And the Indianapolis Gaming Commission is under rules. They have to alert the NFL. Allegedly, Rodgers bet 100 or so games, placed 100 or so bets, mostly $25 to $50 including Colts games. He did have a few, one or two, that were four-digit bets, 1,000 or more. But for the most part, of the 100 bets, 25 to 50 bucks. But he bet on NFL games, including Colts games. Tony, does Isaiah Rogers get a lifetime ban from the NFL? I don't know if it's lifetime, but he's going he's gonna to be banned for at least this year. Well, I mean, Calvin Ridley got a year. He wasn't active when he bet. He was inactive. He wasn't dressing for the Falcons. He wasn't even in Atlanta. But you're saying because he bet on Colts games. Because he bet on Colts games. Yeah. that's. But I think Ridley bet on Falcons games, too. But he didn't even do it on his phone. Calvin Ridley went to a sports book, Brook and Mort- uh, Brick and Mortar sports book, like Caesar, Southern Indiana, walked in and placed the bets. And he did it while he was on the injured list. He wasn't playing in games he bet on. That's a big difference. Right, and that, that that's where it all comes in. And first thing I would say back in the day, and this day, is, hey, my buddy uses my phone to bet. <laughs> that's exactly what I would have said. Oh, man, I bought this guy a phone because he didn't have one. The phone's in my name, but I don't know what he does. I, yeah. 
No, he, he, yeah, that, that's just, he, he tweeted out, Rogers tweeted out, he's going to take full responsibility. He'll accept whatever punishment. He is praying to not be banned from the league. Gosh. Uh, Ridley will be back with the Jaguars. Here's the problem. I, I mean, I don't have a problem. It's a different era now. And these guys, these guys on the lines, they didn't think they were doing anything wrong. They're betting a horse race or, um, you know, a, a baseball game, but they're sitting in the team facility, in the practice facility, in the locker room. Hey, you know what? I'm going to bet on this game. Boom. Probably not even thinking about it. Boom, you're in trouble. Yep. And here's the ridiculous part of it. They can get in their car, ride down to Thornton's, get themselves a 89-cent drink. 32 ounces. 32 ounces. Bet in the parking lot the same hockey game or the same foot, uh, basketball game, not football, and go back to the practice facility with their 32-ounce big gulp or whatever they call it and not be in trouble. But because they were sitting in a certain spot, they got five-game, eight-game suspensions, some of them. It's kind of ridiculous. It's kind of ridiculous. Because I don't know why Why can't I bet a horse race sitting in my locker. It has nothing to do with NFL football. Nothing to do with it. Um, this is the era we live in because the NFL has sponsorship deals with sports books now. FanDuel, DraftKings, Points Best USA. They have deals with these sports books, sponsorship deals. NFL's getting a lot of money from these sponsorship deals. Now, the good part of this is Vegas and all these new sports books, they don't play around. They take it seriously. If you bet and you're a player, they are going to report you, if they know, to the NFL or to the NBA. They're going to let they're going to let them know, hey, Isaiah Rogers, we're getting a bunch of pings from his phone. Uh, it's not his name on the account, but somebody from his phone's betting money on these games. And because they want to keep their business, they're going to turn you in. And that's what happened here. Joe Namath got suspended back in the 60s for hanging out with mobsters that were involved in gambling. Did Joe Namath gamble? I don't know. Probably. You know who did gamble? Paul Horning gamble. Alex Karras gamble. They got in trouble. Paul Horning's in the Hall of Fame. But they got one-year suspensions for gambling and hanging out with, I guess, unsavory figures. Mm, it's only 70 years ago. And and you know what? There's a pic, there's a joking. big picture up on the wall on a building of Paul Horning, Louisville's Paul. He was great. He's in the Hall of Fame. The one thing the NFL does not want to happen is for the betting public to think there's something going on behind the scenes that's affecting the outcomes of these games. That's the one thing you cannot have happen if you're the NFL, right? Yeah, and that's why, you know, a lot of people don't gamble, John. Like well, I some never work here, for the NFL. Exactly, because the bad <laughs> beat, like you always talk about, is always there. And then you're looking for an angle at the end of the game. If somebody just went ahead and scored, and, and if, they didn't need and to. And if you're a legal gambler of legal age in a state where you can gamble, and there's a wonky play at the end of the game, the last thing the NFL wants is for you to think, uh-oh. Something's fishy here. Yeah, somebody was betting something somebody on the offense or the defense. Knew something 
and is betting illegally uh, or the, the, taking advantage of it. The old Bear Bryant thing down in Alabama. Well, we know what the spread is, and all the uh, boosters have bet us. We better score. Yeah, Bear, Bry- Bear Bryant made no bones about it. He, he basically said, the guys that pay my salary are given the points. We got to cover. We're, we're an 18-point favorite. We need to win by 21. <laughs> So it should be. I'm not betting, <laughs> but what I'm doing is I'm telling my guys we're going to do everything we can to get you that uh, point spread. Yep. Be. And everybody tries to beat the point spread, right? Miami Heat were trying to beat the – they were trying to win the game, but they're trying to beat the spread. Denver, game one of that series, if Miami hits a three at the end, Miami covers. And they missed it. And Denver should have covered that game easily. All right, so the NFL uh, is not going to put up with it. And I think that Isaiah Rogers has played his last game in the league because it's a perfect guy to make an example of. You're You're not getting rid of Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. You're getting rid of a defensive back kick returner who was a six round pick, but you're sending a message guys, don't do this. Don't gamble. And if you want to gamble, you better go see somebody because you've got a problem if you can't not gamble and keep making the salary that we're paying you to play professional football. you got a big problem. I just don't understand gambling at that point when you have that much money. Uh, okay. Isaiah Rogers, and look, it's not a huge contract. It's $3.2 million, I think, over four years. He's been 25 to 50 bucks a game. That does nothing for him. But, but Scooter... I bet a $5 parlay. You know why? Because, man, I love watching the game with something on the line. I love watching. And that's the issue. That's the problem. Do I have a problem? Yeah, I got a problem. (laughs) I don't bet any more than I can can afford to lose. But at the same time, we're going to move studios at some point. At which time, I'm not going to be able to come over here and go to the winner's circle when I want to. Because... Tell you can do it on your phone in Kentucky. So I can do it on my phone in Kentucky, well, which is probably going to be this fall. Pace, pace we're going at the studio <laughs> move. It might be. I you might have them open. In there's Kentucky. a reason I don't. Ha- now look, I don't bet horses very often, but I don't have a TVG account, and there's a reason that I don't have a Caesar Southern Indiana account on my phone because it is too easy. You know this, Scoots. Oh yeah. It is too easy to be watching a game with in-game betting and go. Wow, that's easy. You know what? They're down fourteen in the in the middle of the fourth quarter, but I think they're playing. They're going to turn around. I'm going to go ahead and get on my phone here and bet the Heat to win this game. It's a, too a big easy. Odds. Yeah, it's way too. And easy. then they win, and then you go, "Oh man, I know what I'm doing." Guess what? You don't. You lose the next four. You don't know what you're doing. And then when you get down, well, I'll just double up. I'll make it here. Yep. Texture says, "John, surely you aren't accusing the NFL of being hypocritical, are you?" Yes. Just like the PGA. Eight years ago, five years ago, probably, there is no way the NFL would get in bed with sports books. No way. What's probably. your favorite color, John? Green. Green, baby. Abe. George. Any green piece of paper with the president on it? Andrew. I'm good. I'm love it. Whole bunches of them. All right, Kentucky beats Indiana in baseball, and it got a little chippy. We'll talk a little Major League Baseball as well after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Everywhere y'all, everywhere y'all, I heard it. 
Welcome back. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears, Tony Burke in studio. Final segment on this Tuesday. Yes, Tony's here on a Tuesday. Ed Peak, I think, will join me tomorrow unless he gets a late business deal he has to take care of. He's going to join me tomorrow in studio. No show Thursday. Bats baseballer in Columbus this week. And they've got a 12.05 start on Thursday. And then I'll be back Friday flying solo to round out the week. Bats in Columbus tonight, 7.05, right here on the Big X, 6.35 pregame with Nick Curran as uh, the Bats have lost two in a row after playing great, great baseball for the last couple of weeks. Try to get back on track at Columbus tonight. Did you have something you wanted to say, Scoot? I just said, hmm, when you said flying solo on Friday. Well, I'll – I mean – Are you Trevor? I'll show you you the Trevor Kelsey? No, but, I mean, I I like to think I pitch in from time to time. So I'm doing the – the Providence game Saturday. Mm-hmm. Ed's on it with me. And Scooter did great. Did a great job like he always does producing the game. Scooter has to leave. Game two, Silver Creek's on. I get Trevor Kelsey on the board. Nobody whines about not getting a shout-out like Trevor Kelsey. Oh, on football <laughs> games. The X football uh, games. Know, he always gives us that. Oh, you oh, always oh. say John and Ed, but uh, there's a third person helping out with this broadcast. <laughs> Let it go, dude. You're getting paid, right? You're getting paid. A little bit. Right? Piece piece of candy here and there. I got to say, Tony, he's not getting paid. That's true. <sighs> he can take a piece of candy from out you, front you, on the desk. <laughs> oh, nobody wants that. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe a are, Bourbon Beyond Pass. You, you maybe uh, producers are Kentucky soft. Derby. Maybe Tony can get on that since he comes I, in and he just gets a little love. I didn't ask for a shout-out on I the game know, on Saturday. After what I said about Churchill Downs, I didn't say you did. But I, you just did. You just now did. Well, I, I said I was flying so long Friday. You're just acting like I'm chopped liver over here. That's it. And he's not. You're not that good. You're not <laughs> chopped liver. Oh, man. Scooter's the best. <sighs> All right. Where was I? Scooter, throw you there. Indiana baseball. Kentucky bat, Kentucky bat catch beat the Indiana, I don't know, Hoosier 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 bats. Bat, 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 bat Hoosiers. Bat Hoosiers. Four to two yesterday. In, in, a great the, in the elimination game for both teams, um, Kentucky will now travel to Baton Rouge this weekend to take on LSU. 12-seeded Kentucky and 5th-seeded LSU both advanced to the Super Regional. Best two out of three this weekend. Uh, Tony, you watched a bunch of uh, Kentucky baseball this weekend. It got chippy with Indiana. It did. And we talked. We was, talk- was it the hit, hit by pitches? I, I, I think it was a lot. College baseball, and I watch a lot of college baseball for Louisville and Kentucky, and I watch other teams. You know, it used to be you didn't show the other team up. And yeah. I told you this in exact words that college baseball has become softball, where the girls always cheered and everything. And everybody, and, and it's more because of pro baseball, because guys, when they hit home runs, are throwing bats and flipping bats, and everybody's, you know, it's their expressing themselves is the way they put it. And Kentucky, who did get hit by 22 pitches Ooh, over the weekend. And that's in five games. Eight of them in one game by Indiana. The, the NCAA record was 10. Wasn't I think it was nine. That, did they get yeah, a ninth one hit? Yeah. And Indiana okay. State, the same day, got hit 10 times. Wow. that that That's crazy. I mean, they weren't intentional. They were just guys Kentucky didn't hit. get out of the way. No, they don't. They just stand the box. If it's an inside pitch, I'm taking it off the um, – usually the – the metal, the pad. Yeah, and they all have that armor. But the, Kentucky, when they had three doubles in the one inning, did a little hoop-de-hoo dance at second base, and and I think that was – Everything trickles down from the pros. 
It does. And and that's where the problem comes in because we're old guys. Yep. Our parents going back, we were taught you win, don't show the other with team dignity. up. Win with yeah, class. you don't show. You, you you don't do that. You don't flip a batch. You don't show up the pitcher. Because back when I played in the MABA here in town, somebody hit a home run. Next guy's getting dunked, <laughs> and that's not from dancing <laughs> or doing music. anything else. Yeah, and it's you don't bunt at a certain point of the game. All those don't things. steal bases at a yes. certain point of the game. But yep. now it's it's different. And when these guys in majors hit a home run, now they get back in the dugout. And whether they're getting taken down the dugout in a yeah. shopping cart, or, or uh, I don't know, the Pirates now have the sword, the Reds have the Viking hat. That's with what the, the cape on. Angels have something like that. I mean, what are we doing? Well, Indiana had a player. You're, so- you're down eight to two. You just hit a home run. It's eight to two, and you're celebrating. You're down eight to two. I agree, hundred percent. But all that being said. And Kentucky does not go to Bloomington to play. Yeah. And I think there's a little contention here Coach with that. Mercer, Mercer right? yeah. Jeff he, Mercer. He, he took a lot of that in Kentucky. Kentucky went over to shake hands. Of course, you hear different stories. Indiana wouldn't shake their hands. There's a video. Nick Mangione intentionally wouldn't shake hands with one of the Indiana coaches. There's a video out oh, that, there. Well, they had an argument the game before. And uh, it got heated. And Mitch Barnhart was, uh, he looked like he was ready to go. Well, I told my wife this. Kentucky went around the stadium, high-fived the crowd. And I know what they were doing. Which is very appreciative because they're the two biggest crowds in the history of the program. Right. But you go past the other team's dugout. Yeah. They're still sitting there. Let them and, get out. In the day, you did, you never did that. And I, 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 I know as a coach, when somebody shows me my team's up in games, I take it personal. I might not say anything. you got to do something about it, first of all. you got to beat them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know. Kentucky so, lost five to three to Indiana, and Indiana was the winner of the winners bracket, I guess. Then, but Kentucky with a sixteen to six win on Sunday, and then they came back with a four two win yesterday to advance take on LSU. LSU was undefeated in their uh, regional; they beat Oregon State yesterday thirteen to seven. It's going to be a tall task. Here's who's out already: number three Arkansas, number four Clemson. Number six, Vanderbilt. Number nine, Miami. Number 10, Coastal Carolina. Number 11, Oklahoma State. Number 13, Auburn. So seven of the 16 national seeds, gone. Well, here's what they don't talk about on the college games. And they do a great job. I I, I really do. But those games, the Kentucky-Indiana game, they didn't really say it. They said, go to Super Regionals. Well, that's the final 16. Yes. And they don't promote it that way. You know, Yeah, they promote 64 teams playing. But to get when three three teams in each of those – Regionals, not lose. easy. It's not easy. You got to, you know, you got to get to the final sixteen. So now, you travel, and or you stay at home, and it's the sixteen. You play two, two out of three series. If you and then you go to the college world series. College world series. Right? Yes, you win two final out of three. Eight. You're in the college world series. I went the last year Rosenblatt Stadium. Old Rosenblatt. Yes, and last year, and my brothers and me took my dad, who always wanted to go, and we had a. Great time, and I have me and you are going to get to the College World Series at the new place in Omaha. Here, I'm ready, man. Let's go. Let's go uh, next week. You busy? Yeah, a couple I've, weeks. I got I got basketball right yeah, now. Yeah, you I can't ditch that. Uh, Texture, it's Buzz. Of course, I took it personal in slow pitch softball. Oh, and Buzz, we Let me did tell too. You what I played a lot of years of slow pitch softball and uh, competitively, you very competitive. Obviously, you can't throw at a guy's head, but there are things you can do. It it gets chippy. 
Can I tell you a quick story about sure. our boy Slugger? Absolutely. Our boy Slugger one time was playing 35 and over at Golden <laughs> Angels. Anybody played softball is going to love this. I know he, this story. He, they were playing a really good team, and they had a church team. And he said the balls, the bats were loaded, and the balls, and a guy hit a line drive. It was huge, and he was pitching, and it hit him. He picked the ball up to throw it to first. Instead of throwing it to first, he threw it at the guy and hit him. The guy's running to first base. <laughs> and then he said, I didn't know what to do, get ready to fight or run. <laughs> he did both, I think. I think he ran until he had to get ready to fight. Um, Texture says the NCAA should reseed teams for the Super Regionals. you believe that? I don't. I like the way it is. If you're the 16 seed – and the number one gets knocked out, well, that's just a break for you because you're going to get whoever knocked the number one seed out in the Super Regional. I like it the way it is. I agree with you because then that just gives it, you know, it's already – I don't know. I like it the I mean, way the it is four, too, The 14 like seed plays the three. Well, the three's Arkansas. They're out. I'm not sure who the 14 was uh, or is, but they're in, and they're going to get to play the team that knocked Arkansas out of their own regional. That's just a break of the game. Yeah, LSU's number five, Kentucky's number twelve. Right, and then you have other ones who, you know, are not even you know seated. Three, two, four, two and six seeds playing. Three, each other. four, six, and nine got knocked out. Fourteen, fifteen, sixteen are still in. So it's baseball. Mm-hmm. It's the beauty of the game is how random it can be. Get some money on TCU right now. Uh oh, there you go. Uh, you're not. Uh, you don't uh, work for NCAA in any capacity. No, do I do not, and I'm not on checking. any uh, property where I'm going to get in trouble for our professional team betting. Just checking. All right, Kentucky gave up 15. Is it 15 runs in? Uh, in did I say that right? In, in five games? No, 13 runs. 13 runs in Two five shutouts. games. Uh, so Dan Rosell, the pitching coach. When I think Kentucky baseball, and I didn't watch a lot of it this year, but I thought this team can hit. Pitching is a question mark. They pitched very, very well this weekend. Yeah, uh, I mean, were you surprised? You watched. I, I a lot was surprised of, it. of, you know, what guy stepping up, and that's for all teams. You know, when it comes time, and they gave the MVP to Devin Burks, the catcher, who had a great series. He deserved it. But Mason Moore, the yeah. pitcher, yeah. I believe should have won it. it. All right, uh, the contentiousness between the two teams. You mentioned to me in the break. Normally. What we had seen in previous years was home and homes. Louisville plays at uh, Kentucky. Kentucky plays at Louisville. Indiana plays at Kentucky. Kentucky plays at Indiana. But Kentucky hasn't been going to Bloomington right. in the recent years, correct? Th- that surprised that surprised me. I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. And that's where Coach Mercer, with all the What's things What's that going about, on. I guess, is what I was I don't saying. know. Why wouldn't you go to Bloomington? Well, you, you go back and forth to places that are close because, you you know, you don't have to And those are midweek travel. games. Those are not weekend you know, maybe early in the season you should have a weekend series with Indiana. Well, that's what Indiana, that's what Coach Mercer said. Well, they're not going to play us in a series on a weekend. We're not going to play them. So that was it? They're not going to play next year that's in the regular season? What Indiana I think what said. Coach Mercer said after the game was if we don't see them in the postseason, we won't see them. That's what he said, exactly. He, he won't go down there without a return trip. Yep, that's exactly was what Nick he said. Was Nick Mangione on the hot seat coming in? Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. Absolutely. Big was. time, right? Oh, yeah. Big, big time. Since 2017, Kentucky, they, they should have made it a couple years ago, and their RPI was high enough, and they, they got snubbed. Besides for that, they haven't done anything. But that's a team full of transfers. A yeah. lot of guys and, and out of the portal. I, I think he had to go get them if he wanted to save his job, right? And it worked for him. It did work, at least so far. 
you're in the Super Regionals. You're in the Final 16, as Tony said, and Kentucky and LSU will play in Baton Rouge. Three games set this weekend. you got to win two to move on. All right, uh, Major League Baseball, the Reds did salvage game four of that series with Milwaukee yesterday, 2-0. I forget the pitcher's name. Help me out here, Tony. Andrew Abbott. Yeah, for the Reds. Got called up by the Reds day of game, basically. And uh, I don't know how many innings he went, but he must have pitched pretty well. Wait, last that's night. who pitched yesterday? Yeah. Yes, he pitched oh, six innings awesome. and played phenom- pitched phenomenally. I'm, a, I'm not going to swear to that. And I saw Ed Peake's tweet about one Ed's of the best pitchers up. to come through here. I was, I've produced for him pitching on two bats games now, and both, both starts were electric. Six innings, one hit. Four walks, six strikeouts. That's incredible. So five base runners basically in six innings for Andrew Abbott. He got the win. Buck Farmer came in with a uh, pitched an inning. Lucas, I love that name, Buck Farmer. Buck Farmer's a great name. Uh, Lucas Sims pitched uh, an inning. And, of course, the closer, Alexis Diaz, got his 14th save. Three strikeouts in the ninth with no base runners. Uh, the Reds back in action tonight. Uh, gets easier. The Dodgers come to town. Thanks. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, who's 3-1 and one with a 177 ERA against Luke Weaver. They got Buck Farmer and Luke Weaver. Love it. It sounds like the uh, roster for the 1919 Chicago Black Sox. Well, know, that was Buck Weaver. Yeah. So you got Buck Farmer and Luke Weaver. Well, something like that. <laughs> Weaver's 1-2 and two with a 536 ERA. And I really haven't That's been true, a... by the way. Scooter's laughing you're, at me. That's you're true. thinking of Luke Farmer. Now, B- <laughs> Buck Weaver was the third baseman. Portrayed by uh, Charlie Sheen. Just trying to in the movie just, Eight Men Out. Just trying to confuse you more. Come on, man. Well, that's it's too late. I'm gone. <laughs> I've become a Reds fan, and and, and I haven't been. I, like I haven't pulled against them, but I, I like watching them. I really do. And uh, I I think you made a good point. You were talking about them the other day about how their their young guys, their farm system, and their young guys have been really good, and how they're going to have to figure out who's going to stay up and who's going to come down. Because it's going to be interesting when uh, De La Cruz. He's ready, up. man. He's yep. ready. Everybody's talking about him. Uh, Tampa Bay beat Boston four-one. The Rays still have the best record in baseball at forty-three and nineteen. And what about that walk-off yesterday? The Texas Rangers thirty-nine and twenty, four to three over the Texas Rangers are for real. Now you might not believe in the Orioles who are in second place and have a really good record. Uh, you might not believe in the Pirates who are in first place at thirty-two and twenty-seven. You better believe in the Rangers. That is a you've seen them in person. Is, I have seen them in person. The lineup is filled with with uh, rakers. They have great sticks, and the pitching is a lot better than it's been in the past. But nobody knows their names besides for Seager and maybe Simeon. Everybody knows Degrom, but he hasn't pitched. Yeah, he's pitched a couple of a few innings here. Gosh, they can get him healthy. Well, how long have have, have never been how healthy. long did the Mets say that? He's never well, you know, if healthy. we can just get him healthy. Uh, 39 and 20 are the Texas Rangers, 20 and eight at home, uh, 19 and 12 on the road. I mean, that's an amazing record. 14 and five against their division rivals. That's big. They've won eight of their last 10, four in a row, three and and a half ahead of the Astros. Look, they may not win the West, but they're going to be up there the whole year and they're going to get to the playoffs. You disagree? I don't disagree, John. I, I was skeptical early, but I've watched them. And uh, the Cardinals are now good. 25 and 36, Tony. I don't, know, I don't know how much long Ali Marmol hangs on there. Loved being here today, baby. They've lost uh, seven out of ten, four in a row. Cardinals are in trouble. 
Ed Peak joins me tomorrow. Thanks to Tony. Thanks to Scooter on the other side of the glass. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Apple.